0: But, uh, hey, hey, welcome everybody. welcome, Happy bambade Happy Trails, Happy da bambade right.
1: yeah, yeah, da bambade
0: da bambade da bambade da bambade
1: da bambade da bambade da bambade da excuse me slap and tickle slap and tickle yep i don't know that you should
0: even say something like that your parents might be listening blaine (laughs) That's not that's not (laughs)
1: they played some
0: uh 80s hair band 80s hair band stuff doc and mrs mclaughlin i I apologize (laughs) for that i uh i'm not really sure (laughs) what came over your son but
1: (laughs) they're pretty good they're pretty good pretty entertaining group awesome Uh, last night so I had it's no band
0: no band here. We're no band. Uh, in, I'm in Budapest and uh Budapest. Yeah, we uh Making we're in the city better. we're we're back in the city again. We we left the city and went to some outlying city resort town for this meeting that we were going to. We were there for 3 days but um now we're back in the city and um, we had Italian food last night. It was actually nice. Sweet? Yeah, but Sounds no good. band. No band. No. No slap that, and tickle hmm. it it might be called <laughs> in there. that's
1: the translation, the official,
0: yeah, I think that's that's it. Uh, <laughs> this big it's a little different dialect over here.
1: <laughs>
0: I haven't uh, quite got it down. All I know is I coughed two times and sneezed, and the guy behind me said, uh, oh, and he's just he started pointing. <laughs> I
1: asked him a question. I I was just hey, I just sneezed <laughs> and coughed, dude. I don't know. <laughs> oh boy, that's yeah, that's different different environment over there. That's good, good for yeah. you for fitting right, right in and just making yourself just, at home and just being one of the locals.
0: Yeah, you know, I I put a couple bids in and on some uh, multifamily stuff <laughs> yeah, out here. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do.
1: That's what we do. That's
0: hey, I put I lowballed it though, so yeah. I don't know that I'll get it, but if I do, I might have to. We might have to come back here, Blaine. Just oh so yeah. Know. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know you, much uh, about it. Manage something. It'll all work out. <laughs> Just part hey, of our travels. Speaking of real estate, that's yeah. what we talk about. I'm Dr. Blaine McLaughlin from Iowa and I'm a dentist and have been for how long has it been, Matt? 29, eight, twenty, twenty nine, 29, going 29 years. years. And, um, you know, and Matt and I have uh, decided we're, uh, we're headed in a different direction in our careers. We're going to do some we want some more passive income, so we have more time. We want to free up time. Time. Time is so need- the one thing you can't get back, people.
0: Nope. You can't so- get it back. So uh, I'm Dr. Matt Bynum. I'm a practicing dentist in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Uh, currently broadcasting live from Budapest, Hungary. Mm. So um, we do a little bit of traveling, and uh, Blaine's right. You know, one of the main things that we... Try to do in this podcast is uh, well, the reason we put it together was very simply that we're moving toward the edge of retirement in our dental lives and uh, realizing that our savings and our retirement probably isn't where it should be. So we started taking charge ourselves, moving in the multifamily real estate market. And it's incredible the people you meet, Blaine. I'm sitting here having a conversation with somebody on the second night here and uh she's with the group that we're with and she's telling me about her boyfriend and what he does and he she says you might not have heard but um he he deals in multifamily real estate
1: <laughs> oh my gosh seriously i started laughing That's so funny
0: i said where does he do that at and uh well she said he kind of does it everywhere but he's he does some in italy and he does some you know he's kind of uh more of a global type guy but uh i said huh. it's really interesting i said um My friend Blaine and I do some multifamily real estate in the states. We've been playing around with that for about two years now. So, uh, and I said, matter of fact, we have a podcast. Love to get your boyfriend on the podcast. Maybe we'll interview him. Who knows? So uh, (laughs) she wrote it down, took uh, took all the notes, and uh, it was pretty funny. But um, yeah, you just never know. You know, I think people are around the world. It's not just us. People are trying to diversify their money. And it seems like the one thing that's been consistent over time is real estate, right? They're not making any more of it. Well, they're not making any more land, (laughs) but there's, but they're certainly generating multifamily stuff and single family housing and everything. They're popping houses up and complexes up like crazy. So uh, obviously there's a need and where there's a need and it can be filled. There's potential advantage to step in and help the community at large at the same time as making some money. So that's really what we're all about. And we're trying to teach everybody that comes along with us, in the podcast, the things that we learn as we learn it. And uh kind of today, I believe we're gonna catch some of what Blaine learned in some recent um education and in some different podcasts and kind of relay that to how we started and maybe bring it back to almost the beginning and talk about some some things at the the very beginning stages of getting into this stuff and um get you some terms, get you some knowledge,
1: and we start moving forward again. Right on, right on. There's a lot Is of different it- ways. A lot of different uh, ways you can invest in multifamily. And that's, you know, we're here to teach you guys that, that stuff and uh, bring you along for the ride. And uh, our plan is to uh, get some deals together that, uh, that we're sponsoring and have some of you guys uh, in the deals um, to, to help you with your uh, wealth and, uh, you know, help the people that, that we're going to house. The first step a lot of people do when they invest is uh, in a in multi syndication, and we'll go back to syndication means it's basically a group of people that get together and <clears throat> pool their money and put it in and buy a big apartment complex. Because uh, you know, if you want to buy a, a you know a hundred-unit complex, you're looking at <clears throat> fifteen million dollars, let's say. Um, you know, down payment on that is five million dollars. Some people have five million dollars and they could buy the whole thing. A lot of people don't, right? Right. And so you get a group of people, uh, people put in $7,500,000 each uh, and then you pull your money and then you have some people that run it are the GPs. But the investors, the silent partners, let's say, are called LPs, limited partners. And their money is, uh, they they don't have any responsibility really uh, for the deal. They're just trying to to get a uh, income stream whether it's cash flow, uh, appreciation, or tax benefits, and those are the main main three ways to benefit from this. And so,
0: or, or depreciation—that bonus oh. depreciation. <laughs> Sometimes in your investments, folks, you have the ability to write depreciative costs and expenses off, dependent upon if you've made any money in the real estate market in general before. So this is something that we do talk about on this show. This is the fastest growing multifamily real estate show podcast in the market. And uh, we talk about things like that. And, um, you know, you wouldn't think appreciation and, and depreciation are are things that you look for in multifamily, but they are. Uh, because it all comes down to who's paying the least amount of taxes and who's keeping the most money and creating cash flow. Yes. So that is yep. what we are all about.
1: Yep. And so, uh, you know, projections on these, on these LP deals, typically what we see is somewhere between um, 15 to 20% a year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, most of these that, uh, that we're dealing with are uh, five year, three to five year holds maybe. So, you know, 20% over five years is basically doubling your money. So that's kind of what we're looking at. I'm, you know, I'm seeing between 80 and hundred uh, percent return uh, on, on these as, as an LP. And again, it's, it's, um, you, you give your money to somebody, you know, like, and trust, Matt. Yes.
0: I believe I we've not, said that before.
1: Yeah. Not just anybody, somebody, yeah. you know, like, and trust. And so, uh, hopefully you've gotten to know us a little bit on this podcast by listening to us over and over again in all our vast knowledge. And, um, uh, you know, so that's, and, and I've been in, I don't know, five or six deals as an LP, right? And you are yeah. about that too. Maybe yeah, you'd...
0: something like that. I think maybe maybe one or two. <laughs> well, I mean, I got, I got a lot of, we, all, we both have got a lot of irons in the fire because I think what, what ended up happening is right around the same time, we realized that we need to do something very drastically different than what we're currently doing.
1: Yeah. Because, and, you know, uh, you know,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and the drastic difference occurred to me when I looked at my retirement plan over the last yeah. 20, 25 years. And I did some calculations and realized that I was getting 3%, 3% return. Man, that is kick-ass. In the stock market, really.
0: You're kicking some
1: booty. We're, that's what we're told, Matt. That's what we're told. Yeah, hey, unfortunately. Invest in your IRA. Invest in your 401k, and it'll it'll just grow. And the market averages about 8, 8% over their lifetime. So if you put this much in, um, you should have this much when you retire and then you can be comfortable and loving and everything's good. And 3% is a lot freaking different than 8. Yep. And now and- understand understand that there are the people that are
0: telling you this are are coming at it from different perspectives oftentimes. Some are the ones that are controlling the funds, some of them are financial investors, financial advisors who are there saying, "Hey, just put your money with us. We'll we'll move this around." will diversify your money so that way you're not locked up into one or two areas. And, you know, we found that that's been the best strategy. Everybody will tell you the same thing. Uh, but the reality is pretty simple. You know, if the market's hitting at the time that your money's invested, you might be making some money. But the the probability is over time, you're not making any money. Minimal, minimal. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people used to rely on savings. It stick money in the bank and get, what was it, blamed 4% five percent yeah so you get four percent five percent if you get a a high yield uh uh interest account what are you getting now six six i'm getting
1: well because interest rates are high i'm getting five and five and a quarter
0: man there you go so if you just tuck your money in a high high yield interest account you're going to get six percent of your money
1: until interest rates go down yeah that'll that'll drop
0: (laughs) what a great investment right hey six (laughs) you did nothing you just make six percent well you know what? There's other people making money on your money while you're making your measly six or three or whatever the hell it is, or minus 50. So, you know, (laughs) there's a point where you got to take control and figure out that there's an alternative. And that's exactly what we started to dig in the rabbit hole. And once we scratched the surface of it and fell in, this is why we decided to
1: share it with you guys. You got it. You got it. So LP is, uh, is one way to go. And again, you're looking at, uh, if you get in the right deals, you know, 80, hundred percent return in, in five years is a lot better. Now, Not is there getting... anything wrong with that, Blaine? There's nothing wrong with that, Matt.
0: Is anyone out there, would you would you feel bad if you got double your money in five years? Let's say. So you invest, you invest Raise money your in hand the...
1: if you feel bad. If that's raise terrible. your hand.
0: That's right. I, I don't so, see any hands going up. I don't either. Thank God. So, <laughs> you know, if you did put your hand up and I missed you, I apologize. You might be way, way in the back. But uh, you know, the the deal is pretty simple. Is if if you put your money in, whatever the investment is, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars, and five years later you got your hundred thousand plus another hundred thousand, would you be happy? Well, I would. I think that's yep. that's that's good money. As a matter yep. of fact, it's a hell of a lot more than three percent that Blaine's had in for 20 something years in his retirement. That's for damn sure.
1: Ooh. I don't know
0: that mine's three percent, but I can tell you it's not it's nothing that we're gonna retire on. I can assure you that. So why not take that money invested somewhere else where you make a little bit more? And are we ready to retire on that money, Blaine? I well not yet. No. I'm gonna be <clears throat> no because that what that that doubling that hundred thousand probably isn't gonna cut it from Ann and I and the family. So uh, we've got to continue this process with other other people, other multifamily real estate investors, with other syndications, with other GP general partners. Uh-huh. And attracting other LP limited partners like you
1: or like us. Exactly. And the GP you mentioned, Matt. So that's another way of, of getting uh, uh, investing in these. And the GPs are the general partners of the group. Uh, and they have, there's um, typically multiple GPs per, per deal. Um, they're, uh, they each have a role. Uh, the SEC says that if you're a general partner in this deal, and that means you're kind of running the deal. You're the one in charge. You're making the day-to-day decisions, um, but everybody has to have a role. Somebody has to be the financial guy. Somebody has to have a role of uh, investor relations. Uh, what are the other roles? Matt? Asset uh, management. Um, uh, asset management. Yeah. Asset management.
0: Yep. <laughs> but wow. anyway, there's there's different there's different assets. Uh, there's different responsibilities. Some of these uh, syndications carry with them. You know, as minimal as three GPS. I don't know that I've ever seen a two GP deal. Um, it'd have to be a lot
1: smaller. Yeah, it'd you know. have to be like a really said, small deal. We're we're into like eighty units and above, and so um, that's kind of our 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 sweet spot. And so there's it just requires more people to to manage that uh, manage the asset once you purchase it because obviously you get a you get a deal. Somebody has, will will find the deal too. That's one of the roles is finding the finding the complex that you want to get into. Um, figuring out if it's a good a good deal, a good market., yep. um, but the advantages of being a GP are you can get paid for it, right? I mean, you're managing millions of dollars. So it's not like you know, uh, this is a big business, right? And um, you're managing other people's money, so you got to take care of that. And um, you know that's that's kind of our goal, and that's why we want to we want to learn as much as we can. And so when we start to do this for other people, uh, they can trust us. They can feel good about it. And uh, we know we'll, we're heading in the right direction with with not only our investment, but their investment. Yeah, Just so,
0: remember what uh, Peter Parker's <laughs> grandfather said to him. He said, "With It was his uncle. It was his uncle? Oh, that's right. It was, it was his, his uncle. uncle. What, and what he said, With <laughs> great power comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. Everybody because knows that.
1: Great quote, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was his grandpa though, but uh, anyway, it's okay. It sounds better. Auntie, as his Auntie May, Auntie May, and, Auntie May yeah. and uncle. Yeah. Okay. I get Billy it. Now.
0: Okay. Yeah, he was just looked so much older, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, you know, this, this is exactly the point. This is exactly what we're talking about. If you're going to take on becoming a GP in a deal and you're pulling the strings and you've got, I don't know, you've got 50 passive investors, that you're answering the call for, and you've taken their hard-earned money and you put it inside this deal, I I better hope that you have put every effort you can to make sure that that deal is going to come to fruition because the end game is what's going to matter for those people that are putting their hard-earned money in
1: there. Yeah.
0: That means a lot. And it's not only just for the investors. You also got to remember that these improvements and things you're making to these complexes are helping to change the community at large too. So there's a huge, huge factor involved in this that involves the community, which is, you know, more philanthropy than it is just going out and trying to make money. So there's, there's a huge component for that in multifamily real estate as well, which a lot of people appeals to them. So.
1: Yeah. Yep. So being a GP allows you again, a lot more responsibility, but there's a lot more financial benefits to it. So uh, you get a cut of the deal. um, You know, when you sell it, there's a, there's a percentage, some of it goes, you pay your LPs uh, back first, make sure they get paid. Uh, and then and then you get a a big portion of of the sales so if you do things right uh, you're going to benefit um, and instead of doubling your money maybe you 10x it you know and so uh, so that's a that's one way now the 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 other thing that um that all the GPs really need to do is raise capital right mm. yep. and that's <clears throat> that's not an official role you can't come in and be a capital raiser because the SEC says you can't do that. You have to have another title. And so, but if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna have a deal, you gotta have money to down for the down payment, right? And and the capex. And so you gotta you gotta be able to raise cash. And that's and and my my I did a, a class basically all last week. Uh there's a, a couple hours a day in excuse me. Uh where I learned about capital raising And um and how to do it and what to do and uh and it was uh, it was mind-blowing I mean it just it opened up a lot of doors uh opened up a lot of things for me so um I'm excited to move forward because uh that's one of the areas I I, I'm really I'm kind of good at numbers and so I can I can look at a deal and underwrite it and go oh yeah I think this is good if we can get this for rent uh look at the comps if we can do this and this and this I think this is going to be a great deal you know That's, that's easy. I mean, Matt and I deal with people all day, every day for the last 29 years as well. So I think investor relations is something I'm I'm probably pretty good at.
0: Yeah. I can talk to a lot of
1: people with a lot of different uh, personalities and, and get along uh, with them. And so, but the one thing I I always kind of worried me or scared me was capital raising. I just, it's hard to, Hey, 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 dad, you got a hundred grand. You want to, I mean, you know, and your family and friends, you know, you think that's kind of the, the way to go. Yeah. I mean, that is, you might have some family or friends that want to invest, but you know, long-term that that's not going to go take you very far. So uh, there's a lot of other ways to, uh, to get investors and, and pique their interest and, and show you that show them that, you know what you're doing. So um, yeah, capital raising is, is important. And, uh, and
0: and what's the main reason for his capital raising blame? Because again, you touched on it a second ago, but, Your capital raising so you can gain access to funds. So you can go and purchase the apartment complex. But what is it? What is it about those funds that what does it allow you to do? That is called using what?
1: Other people's money.
0: Other people's money, also known as leverage.
1: Leverage.
0: So we're also leveraging money with the banks because there's, you know, I'm not saying that it's impossible for any one person out there to walk in and take the loan for 15 or 20 million. Maybe you can do that. I, that's not something that uh, uh, Blaine or I are probably in the capacity to do. Nor do I want to. To be very candid with you, so I'd rather be a a part owner of that whole thing, leverage the money that is being put in by the investors to borrow against the house, which is the bank, knowing that they're going to finance the project for the limited time frame that it's going to be, the three to five years. As the rates go up and the rates the rates go down, our rents go up. Our money comes in. There's more money coming in than going out as we sell the new property that's been revamped or we refinance the property. The investors get paid, the GPs get paid, and then the rest they're sitting on is either long-term investment or let's do this again. And then we flip it again. So this is how this multifamily game works, to be very candid with you, is improvements, community build, wealth for the investors, turn and sell. The next group comes in, they do the same thing. They make a modification to the complex. They make modification to the rents. They come in, they either refinance or they sell and it starts over again. So, and that was one of the things that I think we learned Blaine, that really blew us away is how frequently and how often a complex can be purchased with the same exact rules and laws and benefits that for all those that come in and play the game as passive investors or general partners. And you get to repeat the cycle over and over and over and over again. And it's completely legal. Did not, did not even comprehend that you could do that because why would they allow you to do that if you just did it? Well, because, (laughs) because now you're, again, you're changing the game in the face of the community at large to attract different types of people to, want to rent from you because housing is still something that is in high demand and short supply. they are building more and more of it, but we still don't have enough of it. So these groups that now, these complexes that Blaine and I talk about are, are what we call B and C complexes. These are not the brand new apartment complexes. When you drive around your city that you see coming up from the ground up, these are not the Taj Mahal um, apartment complexes with waterfalls and, lazy pools, la- all that stuff. These are complexes that have been around for a while that need to be revamped. They need, potentially, they need new roofs. Maybe they need new siding. Maybe they need new yard work. Maybe they need upgrades in the packages, new sinks, new counters, new floors, whatever it is. Regardless of what it is, it's taken a C complex to maybe a C plus, And then the next time it gets taken, maybe it goes from a C plus to a B minus, and a B minus to a B plus, so there's constant room for growth in all of this stuff. Yeah, Blade.
1: Yeah, that's that's totally true. And so that's that's how we want. That's how our our style. That's that's what we're we're looking for in in investing in apartments is is rolling these over and building wealth. Um, some people get into it for cash flow, and that's you know if you want cash flow, there's a little different take on things where where you would uh, you would take buy a uh, a complex and maybe you hold it you just hold it for a long time and you plan your you know your whole uh, capex program around increasing the rents and instead of turning around and selling it you increase the cash flow over time over and over and over again year after year after year uh, and, um, and that's one way to do it too and that's what some people want i've talked to some investors like yeah I don't I don't you're gonna sell this in three to five years I'm not sure if I want to do that I kind of want more long-term cash flow. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. cool, that's great, and that's not what we're doing. So, um, you know, maybe you're you're not a good fit for our group. So, um, it, you know, we got to find that out, and that's one of the things that uh, that we'll do. We're doing is is when people are interested in investing, we we find out what exactly they're interested in to make sure they're a good fit. Uh, yeah, not only for to benefit us, but but to benefit them.
0: Yep, you have to have goals, and we got to figure out what other what our passive investors' what their goals are. Uh, just our investors in general, because who knows? Like Mike said, if, if theirs is more long-term, then they need to understand that at the end of that three to five years when we cash out, they're either going to have to re-up with the next people, which is they can do. They can certainly do that, but it's not going to be with us. So they can continue to roll that with other people that maintain the same complex, or they can move into another arena and do that, but it just won't be with us. So that's just not in our wheelhouse for what we're doing. Maybe down the road, there might be something down the road that we take something on long-term and just create that mailbox money that so many people talk about that a check just comes in every month. You know, that's great. I've, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, Blaine and I just happen to be looking for faster return, faster money. And we've said that from the beginning.
1: Yep. Uh, another type of investor in in a, a syndication um, is called preferred equity. And uh, preferred equity is a little different. It's, it's basically a, these... Companies bring in, uh, they have a bunch of investors underneath them. So, uh, and they'll come in and say, Hey, I, you know, if, if somebody's having, and this can happen, you know, if you got to raise $5 million and all of a sudden, and you get to three and a half, and you're like, I, I can't find anybody else that will put money into this. Uh, preferred equity groups will go, Hey, I'm, I'm interested. But if you're going to do this, I want 9% return guaranteed. Mm. the first year or two years or whatever. And so they'll bring in that extra money and, uh, and then they are number one on the totem pole of getting paid back. So, uh, you know, so there's, there's good and bad of that. Cause if you're having trouble raising money, maybe they can bail you out so you can get your deal done. Uh, the downside is they're number one. So their LPs, uh, take a step back. And so, um, you know, if you're going to do that, in my opinion, you better make sure your the, the LPs that are investing know that there's preferred equity in front of them that and, and it, again, it could it might, I'm sure it works really well for some deals. But uh, you know, I've I've heard of some deals where LPs invest and in, and they're like, okay, this is what we're doing. And then the the general partners are like, I got I need an extra million, two million dollars. Um, and, and they don't even tell the LPs and they bring in preferred equity to fill that gap well, that just kind of dilutes the 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 LP, you know, how much the percentage of ownership they have. And yeah, I think that's kind of shady, but, mm. you know, you got to be transparent. You got to let everybody know. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, you got to be right up front with everybody. And that's, you know, we're we're just real people. And I think we said this, uh, we're just kind of transparent. We're just ourselves, right? We're not trying to hide anything from you guys. And I certainly wouldn't do that <clears throat> as a GP, uh, you know, and I don't do it from, again, this is called years of experience with my patients. Yeah. I don't fricking try to BS around them. It's like, Hey, here's the deal. This is what's happening. What do you want to yeah. do? And um, again, done that for years. So that's how it, we would uh, do as GPs. I think, I think one of the great things about when you just speak the
0: truth with people, you don't have to cover ground and remember what you said, where, or how, or just doesn't matter because it's the same, you say the same thing every, every time it's, it's, it's that easy. And um, this is a great example of that. I've been involved in a deal like that, Blaine, where the uh, the pref equity was supplied because they needed more funds. So they weren't they didn't have it in the raise. So they offered somebody came in and offered a pref, and they wanted uh, I believe it was a year payout. They were uh, they wanted a, like a eight or nine percent, which is fine compared to what the other percentage was going to be over the long haul. But man, that's a big hit. So and I I agree with you. I think this is something that again in the general partners I probably would have gone to all my investors personally and said hey we're still in need of some money do you have any friends that you may be able to bring to the table that can get involved in this deal that is if it's if it depends if it's open or not with the SEC obviously there's rules and restrictions and regulations with that I'm talking about if it is indeed open in that case then you know bring them to the table because otherwise we might have to take pref equity and you're going to have to let them know that they're going to take a back seat so yeah
1: and then at that point you'd have to give them the opportunity to back out or not i, I agree i totally agree yeah so, so um and then and then you know the last investor and matt touched on this a little bit is the bank right so you're buying a 15 million dollar um building you have uh the the lps putting money in maybe some pref equity putting money in and the bank puts money in and they're like hey we'll put some money in you have to pay us interest on that and we're like okay but uh, that's the process of leveraging money. And that's one of the things that, uh, that makes real estate um, so amazing and, and so beneficial is that you can use the bank's money to, to build value and, and, and your, in your uh, nest egg there. And, and uh, yeah, and, uh, so those are some of the ways of investing in and, and the money, where the money comes from when you're doing a syndication. Anything to add? Who's, who's got your money? Who, who's got it? Who's got your money? <laughs> that's Let me so tell true. you, that's
0: a question. That's a question that we found ourselves asking each other and ourselves quite often. Is who's yeah. got our money. It's we. we I, I'm going to tell you, folks, after being in the dental profession for as long as we have, you would think that everything that we've done soundly to follow suit would leave us in a great position because I think the majority of people out there think, Oh gosh, here's these two dentists. They're rich, right? Cause every dentist is rich. I mean, that's, that's what everybody thinks. I, that's what I hear every day from my patients. They're like, Oh, if I had your money, Dr. Bynum, I mean, you're so rich. And I'm like, yeah, well, here's my shoes. Why don't you take a walk in these for a while? Let me know what you think. <laughs> just not, didn't not, happen.
1: It just doesn't not, happen.
0: No, you know, they don't move on their own people. There's a, uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, but like we said earlier, I mean, Blaine and I both have irons in the fire in different capacities, and you know, through syndication, through multifamily, we have some land deals going on. We've got some other businesses. Blaine is uh, Blaine and his wife, Chris. They own a our um, uh, co owners with a another couple in the wine business called Wine Styles, and uh, I think basically they just do that to drink
1: wine. I don't really don't think it's a business. I think they just well, go and drink. I want to learn about wine, Matt. Oh, is that a- it? Or you know how you learn about it? You gotta drink, drink it. it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And taste it, you know, and then the, true. you know, enjoy all the bouquet from it and and the different notes. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know what he's talking about. I just <laughs>
0: drink it, drink <drag>
1: it. <laughs> all right, all right. Anything else to add, Matt? That might do it for for. No, I think I think test. that's a
0: great. I think that's a great shot. A little short intro. Um, obviously, you know, we've talked about this before. Some of you heard listening tonight are. kind of like we've already heard that before well again you got to understand there's new people coming on board constantly so we have to go back and we got to remediate every now and then because repetition is what blaine second law of learning the second law of learning and the first law of learning is recognition recognition that's correct so follow suit as we continue to recognize how little we actually know and we repeat all the things that we currently are learning we'll take you on this wild journey with us. we thank you for
1: jumping on board yeah, please let us know if you have questions if you're interested in investing I mean we're obviously we're here we set we'd love to set up calls uh, with you guys. we're working on uh starting to work on like a a website and and some different things to to make this process easier so um we got the the podcast down i mean obviously the podcast is rolling and we're awesome at it dude so fastest you know. growing
0: podcast in the real estate <laughs> in business right now in <laughs> and definitely in budapest
1: <laughs> in
0: budapest budapest
1: and and so uh yeah we want to make things uh easier as we as we move forward so we can uh we can get this thing rolling you got it yes sir right on hey happy trails everybody
0: happy trails peace Dear, everybody
1: like uh you know let everybody let all your friends know we're out here you got it we're here to help. see
0: you next week from the united states
1: ah that was good